0: to the Business Blueprint Podcast, where we take you on an exciting adventure through our triumphs and challenges and failures in creating and maintaining a thriving six-, seven-, and eight-figure business. Get ready to dive into our strategies, decisions, and yes, even valuable lessons we've learned from our missteps. But that's not all. We'll also bring you industry-leading guests who will provide you with their priceless insights and wisdom. Stay tuned, because the captivating journey of the Business Blueprint begins right now. Hi, I'm Charles Hatley, and this is Rebecca Malone, and we are part of the Business Blueprint Podcast. What we do is we take a deep dive into business, talking about the lessons that we have learned as we've tried to grow our business. Our business happens to be a law firm, but by applying some of these simple, truly business-type principles to the law firm, we've been able to to see rapid growth and really succeed. Uh, so I'd like to introduce everybody to Rebecca Malone. She is the founder of uh, Malone Law PC, which later uh, turned into Malone Hatley PC. So Rebecca, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
1: All right. Good morning. So excited to be starting out on this podcast. Um, it's been kind of a long and windy road for, for me in starting this business. And um, there's been a lot of growth and a lot of learning and a lot of painful lessons along the way. Um, so I started this company back in 2014, just me, myself, and I, and starting in 2020, once I brought on my partner, Charles Hatley, um, we decided we were going to rapidly expand and grow. And we've been doing just that, um, over the past two years. And so we're now at about 40 people total. We've got four different offices. We're in two different states, um, and we're growing more and more every day. And so I'm really excited to be able to kind of turn around and reflect and, and learn from the bad and take the good and, and pass along everything that we've been through over the past couple of years.
0: So let me ask you a few questions. You know, you started, you talked talk about getting started, just, just you, yourself, and I, I want you to go back and, and reflect on the organizational structure that you decided on. Why did you decide on a specific organizational structure? And has that changed as you decided to grow more aggressively?
1: Yeah, so one of the things I did just from the outset, um, I wanted to make sure that I had my business formation done correctly, and that was not an area that I really had experience in, but I did see the bad side, and just like you have in in taking on divorce clients and divorce cases, a lot of the time we get clients in where one of the spouses has been self-employed, they've been a 1099, they've started their own business, something along those lines, and now there's some huge tax obligation there's some huge judgment out there and these people are working and trying their best to get out from under it but once you're into that situation it's near impossible to get back out and so just from from kind of seeing that the back end and seeing some of the struggles that some of the clients were going through it was like okay i want to make sure i'm avoiding any kind of tax missteps any kind of formation missteps because I don't want to get into this thing and five years down the line have some huge tax burden, some huge judgment, something that's really going to hold me back later on. Um, and so one of the things I did was, was reach out for help on the business formation side of things. And what I settled on creating was a, a professional corporation, which is an S corporation. Um, I made sure to use a CPA to do all of my registrations with all the different tax bodies and make sure I was I was paying into everything that I needed to. Um, and so that's one thing that I would say I, I did a good job on, and maybe sort of accidentally did a good job on. Um, but now I I still see the flip side. So some of the organizations that I've, I've been in, um, I've run across some some people who are very successful. And then something comes back to bite them. And so one uh, woman I came across just within the past year or so is a really successful realtor in this area, and she's got this great team, and they're doing all sorts of business. They've got this huge office space; they're they're doing wonderful things. Turns out she wasn't doing her employee withholdings properly, and so now there's a problem. Now there's you know hundred thousand dollars back taxes that she owes. And it's the IRS, so it's like you owed it yesterday, and there's just going to be more penalties and problems and everything like that going forward. Um, So this is something that really translates across any industry, Um, any kind of business that you're trying to get into. You have to make sure that your formation is done correctly and don't mess around with any sort of tax issues.
0: Okay. And, you know, can you kind of walk us through, you know, you you briefly touched on what type of organization you actually set up. Can you kind of walk us through some of the options that you had for which types of organizations to set up as?
1: So when you're a law firm, the the options are a little bit different than some, some other types of companies. So you can be um, just a solo practitioner if you want to be. You can be a partner, um, general partnership. You can be an LLC, a professional LLC. Um, a corporation and an S corporation. And so one of the reasons I settled on um, a professional corporation is because I I was kind of in between doing a PLLC or a PC. um, And I liked the idea of in the future, if I decided to bring on partners, if I decided to, you know, make changes of some nature in the future, it would be easier to keep that structure and make those changes Rather than having to reform and and recreate from square one when that happened.
0: So you said that you you set up a, as an S corp. Uh, did you have the opportunity to set up as a C corp, or is that something that can be done, or, or what's the difference between an S corp and a C corp?
1: So the major difference is just how you're taxed. And when you're when you form as an S corp, you have um, you basically get all the benefits of being an LLC and being a pass through organization. There's no separate you know, top line taxes that that come off, um, you're just taxed on all of the profits that you make. So it's a pass through entity for taxation purposes. Um, And so that's really the key benefit. But you can also do things like create different shares. Um, You know, you can issue different stocks and different percentages and and all of that down the line.
0: Okay. And you touched briefly on uh, the CPA, uh, you know, as a, an attorney, did you find it kind of weird to be consulting with somebody on how to set up an organizational structure or something that you probably covered in very much detail in, in law school?
1: So, you know, you understand the concept of something, but not necessarily the execution of it. And so I found that for that particular instance, it was easier to go to a professional who for him it took you know ten minutes of type 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 okay now you have your EIN now you're registered you know with the with the Virginia Employment Commission now we've set up your tax filings account we've done this we've done that um, and so for me there there was a lot of value in getting it done professionally and making sure it was done correctly versus trying to struggle my way through it um, and there's a lot of other things that I definitely did struggle my way through that was just one of those high priority items where you see how bad it goes if it's done badly versus like trying to build your own website, um, right? You can end up with a really ugly website, but you're probably not gonna end up with a huge tax lien or something like that from building a bad website. So there were things I definitely took on to to just do it myself and figure it out and struggle through it, um, but that was just not one of them. And so that that's one thing that I think almost anybody can benefit from is is having at least some sort of consultation with an accounting professional, um, with a CPA, someone who can just kind of check off those boxes and make sure that you've done all the things that you're supposed to do. Okay.
0: And how much did it cost for that CPA? Do you remember about how much it was?
1: I don't remember it being that outrageous. Um, You know, at the time it was like, oh my goodness. But I, I had this dollar figure in mind when I set out to start the firm I read an article that really resonated with me, and it was how to start your law firm for under three thousand dollars. And so I had this like dollar mark in my brain um, that I didn't want to go over three thousand dollars in my sort of initial setup of the firm. Um, So it was definitely well within within that budget. Um, You know, the the CPA that I went to was like a referral of a referral of a friend from a networking group or something like that, and so he specialized in working with. Really small startup companies um and his fees were definitely not outrageous. They were more on the on the reasonable side
0: and you talked about you know a budget when you were getting started, and this article that you read uh, about the three thousand dollars. Can you kind of walk us through what your budgeting mindset was as you were getting started?
1: It was save every dollar that I possibly can in in most mm-hmm. areas um One thing about starting your own business, you know, there's a lot of excitement when you just make that decision, I'm going to start my own company, and people are really excited for you, and there's a lot of, like, energy everywhere you go, like, oh, that's amazing, you're doing your own thing, this is wonderful, Um, but there's also a lot of people that want to take advantage of you kind of right out of the gate and so i found that i was getting approached quite a bit and you know that still happens um but you get solicited a lot and you might go somewhere just to do like a networking event or just to you know meet up with somebody and they're all of a sudden trying to sell you a service they're trying to upsell you a service they're trying to you know pass you along as a referral to to somebody else to then sell you something else so Um, I tried to be really, really cautious and really sort of vet anything that, that I was going to spend my money on. Um, and a lot of it was just, let me see if I can figure out how to do it myself first. And then, you know, if I reach some sort of stopping point, then I'll, I'll at least have a better understanding of the service that I'm paying for. Hmm.
0: And when you talk about the budget, how much money did you actually have in the in savings, or how much had you set aside for starting this business?
1: I had set aside essentially zero dollars to start the business. <laughs> and so fortunately, at the time, I had a really supportive partner and um so that that made things a lot more easy on the financial side. I wasn't trying to support you know, of mortgage and kids and, you know, all those other sorts of things. And so I'm I'm really glad and I'm really fortunate that I started at the time that I did, um, because it would have been a lot more difficult five years into the future, 10 years into the future.
0: And when you got started, what kind of equipment did you need?
1: I really didn't need that much. Um, you know, nowadays, people can start businesses just from their cell phones. So Um, You know, I started out having a laptop and then um, just like a basic printer and not really a whole lot else. I did get a virtual office space because I didn't want, you know, my personal address listed on a whole bunch of stuff. Um, But other than that, I really tried to stay away from anything with like an ongoing monthly expense um and any any sort of major obligation um i wanted to make sure i was operating well within my teeny tiny budget just from day 1
0: okay do you remember about how much that virtual space cost you per month
1: it was like 80 dollars a month or something like that and at the time it was like oh my gosh i have to you know but it was a month to month type of a deal you could give 30 days notice they collected your mail um and so it was looking back, it's like, wow, that's really reasonable. But at the time it was like, oh my gosh, another, another monthly expense. And
0: you had to pick a business name, didn't you?
1: I did have to pick a business name. And I found out that there is, um, there's another Malone law, but it's M-A-L-O-N-E. And they're like in Georgia or something like that. Um, and so I, I actually had a tough time finding a website name because a lot of their stuff, they had Purchase the other domains that were like similar spellings. And so M-E-L-O-N-E was not available for that reason. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that whatever business name I had, I could also have as a website name. And so, you know, trying to, trying to keep it simple, keep my name in it. Um, but yeah.
0: So now you've got a, a name, you've got an address, you have decided on a structure. So how did you start advertising and getting clients?
1: So my initial advertising plan was was not really a whole lot of a plan. It was just boots on the ground and networking. Going to every single free event at, that I possibly could, meeting as many people as I could, handing out business cards left and right, um doing lunches and coffees and, you know, just trying to find people that could be good referral partners. Um, and I did go to a couple of like more formal networking groups, but I also went and just visited everywhere. If I could be somebody's plus one and just, you know, go hang out and go visit the chamber or go visit whatever group, um, I I was there. And so that generated a lot of my initial business. Um, and of course, like having a website is helpful because then when people look you up, you look more legitimate. But I wasn't going to jump into like a Google Ads campaign or, you know, pay a whole bunch of money to do SEO or anything like that right at the beginning.
0: Okay. And do you remember about how long it took you before you got your first client?
1: I want to say it was like within the first week of getting started. And it was kind of a, a scramble because I was in the middle of figuring out my office space and all of that. And, and so making sure that I was going to have the right address on the pleadings and and that sort of thing. So. Um, I do remember getting clients kind of right off the bat. Um, and then, of course, I tried a couple of those like lead generation services, which I just can't say enough terrible things about the, the leads that come from those services and just the way that they operate is terrible. It did get me a couple of clients, um, but overall, it it really wasn't worth the time and the effort um, or the expense of using any of those services.
0: Okay. So you've got yourself a few clients, and it's just still you. Is that correct?
1: Yep, me, myself, and I.
0: Okay, so you've got these few clients, and you're out there networking. About how many hours a week would you say that you spent networking to to grow, to grow your business?
1: Oh, man, at the beginning, I mean, I was doing happy hours, lunches, you know, networking meetings, I'd say five, 10 hours a week at least. Um, if, there, if there was an event within like a five mile radius, I was, I was there.
0: And you know, as you're getting started on the, on the servicing the clients or, or kind of the production side of running the business, how many hours a week were you spending on that?
1: Oh, I'm sure a lot more than than what I was billing for, right? um that's that's always a struggle for any new attorney or probably any professional service industry provider. um i you know, having only a handful of clients, I might have been billing fifteen hours, maybe up to twenty hours a week, something along those lines um, but then also having to handle the administrative side, doing all the trust accounting. Um, you know, paying the bills, trying to build the website, working on my own SEO, all of that. It, there was there was a lot of hours that, that went into that operation.
0: Hi, this is Dan Cuneo with the Business Blueprint. Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's podcast. Please join us next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in. If you found this insightful and entertaining, be sure to hit subscribe below and join us on social media to get more insight into what we are going through each and every day.